Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. <clears throat> it's Motivational Monday. Praise God, you know, we got through another weekend, worship in the house yesterday, going bunkers all over the place, a lot of excitement. I know Pastor Jason was just all over the place. He was actually running faster than me sometimes around that place. You know, I said, like, who, who was that? Who, who was that? And there he goes, Jason, just handling his business. So, you know, but we had a marvelous time. And thanks a lot for the help at the end for putting things away. You know, God is good. God is good. It was, it was a lot for us to celebrate. This morning, we are in Exodus 30. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for yesterday, Father God. Thank you for allowing us to come together and worship you in EHT and also here in Cumberland County, Father God. And I just thank you, my Lord, for your presence. And I thank you for this morning. I thank you for those who are watching and listening. Father, let it be you and not us. Speak your word to us this morning, Father God. I thank you in advance. I thank you in advance what you're going to continue to do in our homes, in our families, in our community, in our nation. And I ask for this in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. All right. If you got to stretch, stretch it out a little bit. And Pastor Jason is reading this morning. All right. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? All right. Good morning. We are in Exodus 30. And I am reading from the New King James Version. You shall make an altar to burn incense on. You shall make it of acacia wood. A cubit shall be its length and a cubit its width. It shall be square. And two cubits shall be its height. Its horn shall be of one piece with it. And you shall overlay its top, its sides all around, and its horns with pure gold. And you shall make for it a molding of gold all around. Two gold rings you shall make for it under the molding on both sides. You shall place them on its sides, and they will be holders for the poles with which you bear it. You shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with the gold. And you shall put it before the veil that is before the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat that is over the testimony, where I will meet with you. Aaron shall burn on it sweet incense every morning when he tends the lamps, and he shall burn incense on it. And when Aaron lights the lamps at twilight, he shall burn incense on it, a perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations. You shall not offer strange incense on it, or a burnt offering, or a grain offering, nor shall you pour a drink offering on it. And Aaron shall make an atonement upon its horns once a year with the blood of the sin offering of atonement. Once a year he shall make atonement upon it throughout your generations. It is most holy to the Lord. Verse 11. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, When you take the census of the children of Israel for the number, then every man shall give a ransom for himself to the Lord. When you number them, that there may be no plaguing among them when you number them. This is what everyone among those who are numbered shall give. Half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. A shekel is 20 garrafs. The half shekel shall be an offering to the Lord. Everyone, including among those who are numbered, 
from 20 years old and above shall give an offering to the Lord. The rich shall not give more and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel. When you give an offering to the Lord to make atonement for yourselves, and you shall make the atonement money of the children of Israel and shall appoint it for the service of the tabernacle of meeting, that it may be a memorial for the children of Israel before the Lord to make atonement for yourselves. Verse 17. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, you shall also make a laver of bronze with its base also of bronze for washing. You shall put it between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water in it. For Aaron and his son shall wash their hands and their feet in, in water from it. When they go into the tabernacle of meeting, or when they come near the altar to minister, to burn an offering made by fire to the Lord, they shall wash with water, lest they die. So they shall wash their hands and their feet, lest they die. And that shall be a statute forever to them, to him and his descendants throughout the generations. 22. Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Also, take for yourself quality spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet-smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels, 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane, 500 shekels of cassia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hen of olive oil. And you shall make from these holy anointing oil an ointment compounded according to the art of the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. With it you shall anoint the tabernacle of meeting and the ark of the testimony, the table and all its utensils, the lampstand and its utensils, and the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the labor and its base. You shall consecrate them, that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them must be holy. And you shall anoint Aaron and his sons, and consecrate them, that they may minister to me as priests. And you shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, This shall be a holy anointing oil to me throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on man's flesh, nor shall you make any other like it. According to his composition, it is holy, and it shall be holy to you. Whoever compounds any like it, or whoever puts any of it on, a, on an outsider, shall be cut off from his people. Verse 34. And the Lord said to Moses, Take sweet spices, stacked, and onic, and gabanum, and pure frankincense with these sweet spices, there shall be equal amounts of each. You shall make of these an incense, a compound according to the art of the perfumer, salted, pure, and holy. And you shall beat some of it very fine, and put some of it before the testimony in the, in the tabernacle of meeting, where I will meet you. It will be most holy to you. But as for the incense which you shall make, you shall not make any for yourselves. According to his composition, it shall be to you holy for the Lord. Whoever makes any of it to smell it, he shall be cut off from his people. Amen. 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 All right. Stretch it again. Thank you, Pastor Jason. Wow. You know, this, there's uh, five things that this particular chapter talks about. It talks about the altar of incense. It talks about the ransom money. It talks about the bronze bowl. It talks about the holy oil, anointing oil and incense. So it gives us five different items that God it's putting into action here, you know, so if it starts off with verses one through six and the instructions of how to build this particular altar of incense, you know, and, and, it, and, and pretty much the incense is a symbol of prayer that they're raising up in, um, in Psalms 141 two, it says, let my people set before you us an incense, a prayer of incense, lifting up the, the hands as a way of sacrifice. So in other words, incense here is a symbol of, of, of prayer. It says in verse seven, Aaron shall burn on it sweet incense every morning. So this is something that is happening every morning. You know, when he tends to the lamps, 
he shall burn incense. And in verse 8, he says, and when Aaron lights the lamps at twilight, he shall burn incense on it. You know, so this is something that is ongoing. So they're burning incense in the morning. They're burning incense at, at midnight. And pretty much when you compare that to what, what prayer it's all about, you know, and, and prayer, you know, should be something that is uh, 24-7. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, prayer, pray without ceasing. In other words, pray all the time. That's communion with God. You know, in Luke 81, uh, the word of God says, then he spoke a parable to them. The man always ought to pray and not lose heart. So prayer is something that we need to be doing all the time. Luke uh, 21, 36, it says, Wash therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape. You know, so it says they are washed. So to be alert, but be in prayer. Be watching, but be in prayer. You know, uh, it goes, you know, if, so prayer here, you know, pretty much prayer is just talking to the Lord. You know, just sharing to, with the Lord how we feel. Asking for help, praising him and acknowledging who he is. Because he is Savior. <laughs> he is Lord. He is our healer. He is our strength. And he is our comfort. So this is communion with God. and and <clears throat> And excuse me, in Romans 12, 12, it says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continue, continuing, stand fast in prayer. So you see, so prayer helps us no matter what we are going to, because he talks here about standing fast and continue prayer and be patient in tribulation. So prayer helps us to do what we need to do. So pretty much there's a incense that they were burning to the Lord, you know, it was a sense of prayer, but you know, God, this, but this is what it's all about. It's about prayer. It goes right into the ransom money in verse 11. Uh, it talks about the, the offerings, like a special offering. And he says uh, in, in verse 12, he says, in, in the new international version, he says, make a list of the Israelites and count them. When you do, each one must pay to the Lord his life at the time he is counted, then a plague will not come. So in other words, the Lord is telling them, give me this offering. Give this offering to the Lord for all those that are 20 years and older, you know, and give, and give it to the Lord that a plague may not come. You know, so the Lord is telling them, be obedient. Be obedient. Follow my instructions. You know, and so it's a special offering. And that's pretty much, you know, and it's a special offering. It was it was for the service of the tabernacle. In other words, for the service of the church. Many times, you know, many times, you know, while we, while we are here, you know, the church may ask for a special offering, a special offering to meet a need that the church may have, a special offering that, uh, that someone may need. And it's up to us to meet that need and to be obedient. Because we're doing it unto the Lord. So here was talking about a special offering that the Lord was asking. And, and from here, it goes into the bronze uh, bowl, which is in, in verse 17. And he said, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, you shall also make a lever of bronze or a bowl with its base also of bronze for the washing. You will put it between the tabernacle of meetings and the altar and you shall put water in it. 
Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet in water from it. You know, so, and, and this was pretty much a commandment for the Lord, because in verse 21, it says, so they shall wash their hands and their feet, lest they die. It shall be a statue for them forever. So this is a command for them that they need to wash their hands and their feet before they enter the Holy of Holies, before they enter to the presence of God in preparation. So there was a right way of doing things and there was a wrong way of doing things. And the Lord, you know, in his word, he, 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 has, he has order. In his word, you know, we, there's certain requirements that he says before them that they, that they need to fulfill and do. So therefore, there's a right way of doing it. And he was right here telling them, you need to wash your hands before you come to me. You know, and because they were the priests, they were the leaders. So they need to be right before God. You know, and I look upon that upon ourselves. It says that we have to make sure that we wash ourselves, that we, you know, wash what we do and, and, and everything else, that we can come to the Lord, you know, with clean hands, that we can come to him. Even though, you know, we come to him and we ask for forgiveness, he's going to forgive us. And praise God for Jesus, man. Praise God for Jesus that we don't have to go through all these rituals that they have here, that we can go directly to our Lord Jesus and say, Lord, here I am. Forgive me, Father. Forgive me for what I have done. And you know what? In an instant, you are forgiven. In an instant, he says, okay, you're good to go. You're good to go. But he wanted Aaron and he wanted his sons you know, to do this, to keep them focused on the ministry that they have. Because being in leadership, you are held to a higher accountability before God. So he wanted them to make sure that they were right before him, before the enter of holies, because we cannot enter the holies of holies any way we want. You know, it was a requirement that they were themselves. You know, and that was what the Lord was telling them. And from here, it goes into the holy anointing oil. And it says there in verse 25, and you shall make these a holy anointing oil, a compound according to the art of the perfumer. It shall be holy anointing oil. And in verse 30, it says, and you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may, may minister to me as priests. So the Lord was saying, you anoint them. They need to be anointed, you know, that they may come and minister to me as priests. So there was requirements for them to do. And this holy oil, you know, was a costly holy oil. It wasn't going to be a cheap holy oil. And it was meant to be for the use for the Lord. You know, the oil was holy and it was used as, a, as a, a matter not given, if it's used by, as a matter not given by the Lord, that person will be cut off in verse 38. So it says this holy oil will be used for the right reason. You know, don't use it in a way that I'm not telling you to use it. So it was holy before God. Today, you know, you know, today we use oil at the, you know, uh, for anointing uh, uh, people in, and when we pray over them. We use oil, you know, when we are praying for leaders that are going to go into ministry and pastors, you know, and in James uh, 5.14, it says, anyone among you sick, let him call the elders of the church and let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. So oil is used for a lot of different reasons, you know, but it's basically used 
you know, today, you know, to anoint one another, to anoint the, the, those that are sick, to anoint those who are going out, those who are called, because we want God to bless them. We want God's favor upon them. We want God to use them in a special way. So therefore, this is the reason why we use oil, you know, to, to pray for one another. And, it, and, it's, and it's so important that we respect what the Lord has told us in his word. And certain things that we do, we got to make sure that we just do them the right way. You know, and it goes into the, the, the incense here in verse uh, 34 and says that the Lord said to Moses, take sweet spices and take all these, all these iron fragrances. And, and, you know, you're going to make me a, a compound. It says in verse 36, and you shall beat it very fine and put it before the, tes the testimony in the tabernacle of meetings where I will meet with you. It shall be holy. The place we meet with the Lord needs to be prepared. When we have guests come into our house, you know, and, and, and this is, I'm saying it for me. I don't know if you guys do it, but if you have guests coming to us, guess what I'm doing? I'm tidying up. I'm straightening up. I'm moving things out of the way, you know, that somebody's coming over, you know, as we're going to, we, we're going to set the table, you know, we're going to pick up a dessert. You know, and and um, and we even sometimes we can even even go and change our clothes. We light up candles. We do all kinds of stuff when somebody's coming over. And my thing with this incense here is that you know that we do all these things for people. What are we doing for the Lord? You know, and I say that for myself. You know, do I do I invite the Lord into my house? Do I invite the Lord into my prayer closet the way that I should? Or do I just take it for granted? And I believe that today's society, you know, God has been taken for granted. You know, God has been removed from a lot of things. You know, he's been removed from, from, the, from government. You see how the government is right now and, and, and how that's going, you know, and, and everything is okay. And they call the good things uh, bad and the bad things good, you know. And, and we as believers, you know, we, we have a father that loves us. And, and do, are we doing things the right way? Are we calling him into our homes? You know, are we asking him to bless our family? Are we, are we standing by his word? You know, and, and are we receiving him the way that we should receive him? Or do we take him for granted? I think right here in this particular chapter, where he talks about the altar of incense and he talks about the, the bronze bowl, it talks about the ransom money and the holy oil and the incense at the end. You know, it starts off, talking about incense, and it, and it finishes off talking about incense. And incense is a sense of prayer. It's a way, it's a symbol of prayer. You know, so now, not only did he have them built an altar for the incense in the beginning, at the end, he tells them how to put the incense together, how to put the fragrance together so they can burn it in the altar of incense, you know, and, and it, so it's prayer. So that's why prayer is so important for the believer, Prayer is what gives you the power that you need to succeed, the strength that you need to succeed, the guidance that we need to succeed. Prayer is supposed to draw us closer to the Lord, you know, and it's just not any kind of prayer, you know, because he wants, he talks about this incense, that's a sweet aroma. That is something that is being raised up. That is something that is saying to the Lord, you know, a sweet smell. So our praise and our worship should be a sweet aroma to him. 
you know, so that's why it's important that we, when we come before him, you know, we don't need to go through all of this stuff that they used to do in the past, all of this at the, you know, tradition and all, you got to go through this door, through this door, through this door to get to the God. You know, we can say, Lord, I come before you and God is there. God is with us this morning. He is right there in that room that you're in right now, you know, and all we have to do is just raise our hands and say, Lord, I praise you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I worship you. I glorify you. I give you the praise. I give you the glory. And I give you, we welcome him in. We welcome the Lord in, you know. And as we welcome the Lord in, guess what? He will come in. He will come in. The word of God says, draw close to me and I will draw close to you. You know, so he's ready to draw close to you. He is ready to meet you where you're at. You know, so that's why it's so important that as we pray and as we spend this time, we welcome him into our midst and we worship him and we praise him. And like I said earlier, you know, he is the God that deserves all praise because he is our strength. He is our comfort. He is our resource. He is our savior. He is our redeemer. He is our healer. He is my peace. He is my joy. And as we worship him and as we praise him and as we call him, you know, because he is all those things to us. Guess what? He's going to meet you right where you're at. And we don't have to go before man. We don't have to go through all of these traditions to try to get close to God. But God's presence is right here and now. God's presence is right there in the room that you're in and the office space that you're in right now. If you're driving in the car that you're in, God's presence is there because he wants to draw close to you. Because why? Because he loves you. Because he loves you and he wants to bless you. Because he wants to encourage you. Because he wants to in, in, increase your strength, increase your joy. You know, it, the, the, the more I said earlier, the more we draw closer to God, the more he draws closer to me. You know, and that's so important. That's so important because he loves you so much. And he has given himself for you that he's saying, I want to give you even more. We just touch a little bit you know, on the presence of God. And the presence of God is something that is ongoing. You know, his mercy, his strength, his peace, that's ongoing. But we got to make sure that we give him the reference that he deserves because he deserves our praise. He deserves our worship. He deserves our hands being raised up to him and say, Lord, I thank you and I praise you, Father. And I may not understand what's going on today. And I may not understand why I'm going through what I'm going through. But Father, your word says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Your word says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Your word says, Father, that I am the head and not the tail. Your word says that I am highly favored and highly blessed. So therefore, Lord, I'm going to praise you and I'm going to acknowledge that because that's the way you see. You know what? God sees us in ways that we don't even see ourselves. Sometimes because we messed up, we think that oh, God's not going to answer my prayer. God's not going to listen to me. Oh, man, I got to get in back of the line. I got to start all over again. That is a lie from the pit of hell itself, because the word of God says that as soon as we open up our mouths, he's there. And as soon as we raise our hands towards the heavens. 
and declare who he is, he is there because he wants to bless you. He wants to lift you up. He wants to give you peace. He wants to give you hope. And he get, and most importantly, in this time of season that we're in, he wants to give you joy. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, and as we worship God, and as we praise God, and as we glorify his name, his presence just consumes the room. And guess what? Then you get that supernatural strength of the Holy Spirit because he's right there with you. And he's going to lift you up and take you to where you need to go. He's going to lift you up and take you to that place that he has prepared for you. That's why I get excited sometimes. And I go crazy sometimes, you know, when it comes to the presence of God and who he is, because we have to get excited. We get excited for everything else. You know, come on now, especially the fellas in football season. Probably late that last night, you guys are watching the football game and everybody's going, ooh, and all that kind of stuff. We got to get excited that way for the Lord, you know, and we got to worship him and we got to praise him because of all the wonderful things that he has done. Because if he wasn't for the Lord, you wouldn't be in the Zoom this morning. You wouldn't be hearing the word of God this morning because he came through for you when you needed him the most. And guess what? He's come. He's going to come through for you again because we have we serve a God that can do it again that can do those miracles again. That's why he has given us so much testimony. He says in Revelation that they overcame the enemy by the word of their testimony. Your testimony has that much power. Your testimony has that much anointing to lift somebody else up that is going through what you already went through. So therefore, when we have testimony, you know, that is enough that we can say it to people. This is what the Lord has done for me. And guess what? Somebody's going through what you already went through, and your words can lift them up. So there's power in words. There's power and there's anointing in words. So therefore, we have to declare the Lord. We have to praise God, and we have to worship him. Why? Because look what he has done. This morning, I am here because I am a miracle of God. I should have been dead years ago. I can't tell you how many times the Lord has saved my life, how many times I've been chased down the street. How many times I've been at the beat up, you know, but God, but God, you know, made a way, sustained me and brought me to this place that we are here this morning. And this morning we're talking about all these things in, in the books of Exodus. When we're talking about the altar, we're talking about the incense, and I'm talking about prayer because you know what? Prayer is what's going to get you there. Prayer is what's going to get you there. Because when we pray, we are talking to the Lord. And you know what? And let's be honest. When you go before the Lord, just be yourself. Tell him how you feel. There are times that I'm going to go before God and I say, Lord, I am tired. And I am sick and tired of being tired. Lord, I don't want to go through this again. And guess what? That's what he wants to hear from you. Because you're being real to him. You know, you're saying how you are. And sometimes, Lord, I don't even want to go to church today. Come on now. I'm so tired. I want to stay home in bed. But guess what? As you push yourself out and as you move forward, guess what? He gives you the energy. And then once you get to church and once you start worshiping God, ooh, all that is gone. And you're able to go, oh, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. 
Praise your Lord. That's right. You know, even here, you know, even, even at 545 in the morning where you don't want to get up to get into Zoom. But guess what? You get into the Zoom, you get into the study, you know what? And God is there and God meets you where you're at. And God is meeting us where we are right here, right here. So you're here with purpose. You're here for a reason. And you're here to hear the Lord speak to you this morning. And this morning he's telling you, I got you. Come on now. I got you and I'm holding you and I will take you there. You're not alone. You're never alone. Greater is he that is with you than he that is in the world. So this morning, as I conclude this Zoom and I'm running out and I already ran out of time. Oh, got two more minutes. Uh, you know, trust in God. Lead not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So whatever question you have for the Lord, he will direct your path. He will answer your prayer. He will meet your need. He will take you to where you need to go. He will take you to the next level. If you're telling the Lord, Lord, I want to grow in you, guess what? He is willing to take you to the next level. But first of all, give him the praise. Give him the glory. Give him the honor. Acknowledge who he is. You know, because right here it talks about the incest and they do it in the morning and they do it at, at the evening. So that's around the clock. They're doing that. And prayer, prayer, the word God says that you got to pray without season. So constantly be thinking about the Lord, constantly be meditating on his word, because when we do that, we are filled with his word. We are filled with his presence. And when something comes our way, we got something that we can reach into. And that is his own word. And he says, I'm going to take you beyond this. I am with you. I will never forsake you. I will never abandon you. I will never leave you. And therefore, if God would do all that for me, what can I do for the Lord? But just raise my hand and say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your presence. And I thank you for your love. And I thank you for your mercy. And I thank you for your strength. And I thank you for your guidance. And I thank you for waking me up this morning. And I thank you that I can use my hands this morning. And I thank you that I can speak this morning. And I thank you that I can breathe on my own this morning. And I thank you that I can hear this morning. And I thank you that I already have my cup of Botello. Actually, I have my two cups. That's why I'm so crazy and wild this morning. You know, and I thank you, Lord God that you have helped me get out of bed and I was able to walk around and I was able to go downstairs and I was even able to make my own cup of coffee and I was able to wash my hands and wash my face this morning. Lord, there are reasons enough for me to be thankful because there are many that didn't get up this morning. There are many that would never get up this morning, but my God is faithful that he is there. That's why we have reasons enough to praise him, reasons enough to worship him, reasons enough to glorify him, because he is worthy of all of our praise, of all of our worship. So this morning, my brothers and sisters, I leave you with this. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. Trust in God. Don't lean into your own understanding, but acknowledge who he is, and he will direct your path. So again, I just thank you for this time. I know that I go off a little bit here and there, but you know what? I get excited when I look at your beautiful faces here, you know, and, and I just want God to place you guys. I want you to just want God to strengthen you. And I would just want God to be with you. So this morning, be blessed, keep focused, keep focused, keep focused. The best is yet to come. Come on. We just celebrated 10 years yesterday. 
The best is yet to come. And you heard the testimonies. Better things are coming. So come on now. Put a smile in your face. And step on the enemy's head. Don't listen to what he's saying. Don't listen to the world. But listen to the word of God. Because the word of God says, I have come to give you life and life in abundance. That's life in abundance. And that's today. You don't have to worry about that for tomorrow. That's for today that he's going to give you that life in abundance. So, Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for my brothers. I thank you for my sisters. I thank you for what you're doing in their homes and their families, Father. I pray supernatural breakthrough, Father God, even right now, my Lord God, will filter in, Father, meet their needs, Father God, according to your riches and glory. Thank you, Father, in advance for what you're going to do, what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do in their lives, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for all our family. Thank you for the marriages that are being represented here, Father God. I pray for healing. I pray for restoration. I pray for peace. I pray for joy, Father God. I pray for gladness in their homes with their children, Father. Keep them from harm's way. Protect them, Father God, as they go to school, Father. Keep them, their minds set upon you, Father God, and not set an agenda that's out there, Father, but that they can trust in you and you alone, Father. Thank you, Father God, for being with them. Give them your strength, your protection, and your guidance, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for every family. And I thank you what you're going to continue to do in Cumberland County, what you're going to continue to do in EHT, Father God, and across this country and this nation, Father. Thank you for this day. I praise you, and I give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Have a blessed week, my brothers and sisters. Keep your focus, keep your focus, and look up, because you know what? He's looking down at you. God bless you, and have a good week. Amen.